Welcome to the Collecting Keys Friday Focus. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this edition of the Collecting Keys Friday Focus. If you don't know me, I am Mike DeHaan, one of the hosts of the Collecting Keys Real Estate Investing Podcast. And Dan and I, we record these Friday episodes every week to kind of do a deep dive on a different topic that is relevant for us at the time. So anyways, on this episode, I wanted to do a little bit of a, I guess, uh, escalation and continued conversation over kind of a financing situation that we talked about in this week's Wednesday Mike and Dan show episode. So if you listen to that episode this past Wednesday, you heard us talk about how one of our lines of credit had been called by one of the financial institutions that we worked with. We had $100,000 line of credit with them. We'd used it heavily throughout the last year. It was an unsecured line of credit. And we went to pull some more money out of it. And they basically told us that they're not going to let us do that and that they were going to be ending our line for no reason other than risk mitigation. And this is a really important situation that happened, not necessarily because we need the $100,000, but because it is a good lesson for people that utilize these kind of line of credit and these different financing products that are out there in their business, which has become you know extremely common for people, especially over the past couple of years where money was extremely cheap. Banks were heavily looking to get as much yield as they could while rates were so low and uh, they were giving out money like candy. And it's always been said by kind of like the OG businessmen and investors that, you know, be careful, they can call these lives anytime. And people have always said like, oh, it doesn't happen. You have to, you know, if you're paying the bill, they won't care, all that sort of stuff. And this has been proven the complete opposite. We paid it on time. We used the line. They're making money off of us. And they just decided that they didn't want to continue working with us as a business. So, you know, good warning for everybody that they can happen. The stuff that the old school business people warn you about, there's a reason they warn you about those things. Like, you know, HELOCs, you know, home equity line of credit, unsecured line of credit getting called. They can't happen and it does happen and happened to us. So anyway, I wanted to spend this show diving into going into 2023 as the recession kind of continues or starts. I don't really know where we're at. There seems to be contradictory things out there being said by people, but kind of how to go about lining up financing and managing financing going into this next phase of the economic cycle and, uh, you know, some ways that you can make sure you can keep being productive and you can keep growing your business if you rely on financing at all, which is if you're a real estate investor, you more than definitely do. So anyway, going into 2023, when it comes to financing, whether it's long-term financing, lines of credit, things like that, relationships are going to be more important than ever before. I know that it's been said by a lot of people that this business is built on relationships. That is going to become more and more true as we get into kind of tougher times, right? And people are starting to mitigate risk because they are going to allocate more risk to people that they have a good relationship with. So, you know, different banks, when they're looking at their books and they're saying like, how can we prevent any potential losses or problems? The people that are kind of like in their cool kids club, right? They're going to be more willing to work with those people than the ones who, you know, are brand new or don't really participate, don't really have a relationship with that bank. And so like, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. Start establishing those. Well, I guess first off, if you have relationships with any lenders and any banks already established, nurture those, right? So spend time connecting with your reps regularly, take out a new mortgage with one of them. If you're looking to do a refinance, even if their rates aren't potentially quite as good as some of like the national lenders, because trust me, the national lenders don't care about you as much as like a local lender would, you know, refinance with one of them, 
store some cash into a bank in a bank account with them. You know, if you have fifty, hundred thousand dollars of reserve cash to store it in their institution so that they can use it in their business, things like that will go an incredibly long way. One of the reasons that our line got canceled as I was inquiring with it was it was a institution that we had used a strictly for the line of credit. We had a bank account there. We never stored any money in it. We paid the bill from an external account. We drew it directly to an external account. So all they knew was that, you know, all they could see was that we had $100,000 that would kind of come and go and everything in between, but they never actually saw any cash or business take place. So we did not have a good relationship with them. That's the reason they got called. So establish those relationships and that will prevent them from having the first place. On the same line of that unsecured, you know, as you're building those relationships, if you have any unsecured lines of credit or any revolving lines of credit out there, they have adjustable rates, things like that. Reach out to those institutions, whether you have a good relationship with them or not, and just sort of ask about what their plans are with that product. They plan to continue it, how you're going to be able to extend it or renew it, what that all look like, and just sort of like plant that seed that you are transparent and that you are open to continuing working with them. And that as well will sort of like boost up your ability to keep getting access to those funds and not necessarily getting called or, you know, running into a situation like we did. So, you know, as you're building those relationships, just be open and just say like, hey, I have this line with you right now. I just want to see, I, you know, I have a friend that I heard of who just had a line of credit similar to mine ended. I want to see if I have to worry about the same sort of thing and just see what they say, right? And that way you can, you know, hopefully position yourself a little bit better. So establishing relationships, checking in on kind of the existing products that you already have. Those are kind of like the first main things that you should do. And then as you are going into the um, new year and you're starting to look to establish some more liquidity on stuff, establishing these new lines of credits. When you're doing so, try to get more than one with different institutions so that you kind of have some fair backups for other ones, you know, and, and spread out how you get them a little bit because kind of how these different lines work and these different debts work is they'll be on like a one-year sort of renewal cycle. So if you get access to say $50,000, which if you've never gotten a business line of credit before, if you have even the most basic established business and you go and you apply for a $50,000 line of credit, you can probably get it. It's extremely easy to get. But what they'll do is every year, they're going to want to review your business financials and they're going to want to see if they can re-renew you for that same line of credit. If your business is doing well, they might even increase you. If it is, you know, kind of iffy, they might keep you the same, but they might cancel it. Or if they don't have a lot of transparency like we ran into, they'll cancel it, right? But anyway, it's usually on a one-year cycle. So as you're going and establishing these lines, Try not to line them all up so that you have like, you know, eight that are all being renewed at the same time because you're going to put yourself in a potential situation of what if all eight get called at the same time and you don't necessarily have that much money on hand. You have it tied up in projects, things like that. You're going to get stuck pretty quick. So try to line them up with like, you know, a few months apart. So that way, you know, if one of your $50,000 lines gets called, you can use another one to pay it off. Obviously, it's not an ideal situation, but if you're using it responsibly and you do have payoff plans for these, it can be a way to buy you some more time if needed. But, uh, you know, now is going to be a good time to start going out and seeking these lines so that you have that little bit of liquidity because there are going to be opportunities coming. And when you're using these lines, like I said, make sure that the way that you're using it is for parts of your business that you have a near certain ROI or at least an easy way to get your money back. Right. So whether that's, you know, putting it into a property, you know, put that into like the equity portion, not necessarily the renovation portion. So that way you should at least be able to get that back. And I don't know if you have to look at the property, but using it for marketing, you know, or systems, use it for marketing and systems that you have 
an established, consistent return on investment. Don't necessarily use it for expiration parts of your business that you're not sure if they'll work. And all of a sudden you're going to try to figure out how to cough up that money that you never got back for whatever I never trying to use. But, you know, like save that stuff, like the expiration stuff for cash on hand that you have just a little bit less risky and save the lines of credit for when you're trying to scale up the system that you already know are working so you can at least get some money back. And then uh, as you start to sort of pursue these and you're building these relationships, you're spending this money, you're looking to try and get more leverage to build your business. One of the big things that's going to be huge by 2023 is if you have your ducks in a row, when you're talking to these different lenders, you know, you have your tax returns, you have your finances, you have your P&Ls, all that sort of stuff you can go and you can bring them. That is going to really help you stand out amongst the people and all the noise who are going to be starting to get desperate. They're having their finance get canceled. They're trying to get out of deals that they got themselves in the weird situations with. They'll immediately know that you're not one of those people. You will alleviate the red flag. If you can come in prepared, you have everything that they want to see and you know, you're willing to have a, a cordial conversation with them. So that'll be just a really quick, easy tip. All the stuff that you should be doing as a business owner anyway, if you can stay on top of that and you can bring that to your lenders as you're trying to get these different lines. So that's kind of the basic gist of it. When it comes down to it though, at its core, it's all gonna be about communication and relationships, just like everything else in this business and making sure that you are giving yourself ample time and opportunity to pay back any of these debts in case they do get called and using them in responsible ways. Just like with a credit card, you know, you want to use a credit card for things that you know you're going to be getting money back for. You don't go and, you know, put $20,000 on a credit card that's going to be due in a month if you only make $5,000 a month. Some people do that. That's irresponsible. Don't be that person. Lines of credit and these different kind of financing are exactly the same. And as we get into this sort of recessionary time, banks are going to be more sensitive to stuff like that. So just don't be one of those people and, you know, show that you're responsible, build a relationship with the professionals and you'd be surprised at how much liquidity you can get in a surprisingly short amount of time. So anyways, guys, all right. If you have any questions about that, financing, lines of credit, any of that sort of stuff, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Mike underscore invest. I love to chat with people. I'm always willing to, um, you know, change pointers, um, help people get started, all that sort of stuff. I do have different contacts that can help with these sort of things as well if you're looking to sort of get these initial financing and lines sort of set up. So go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram at MikeInscoreInvest if you want to hear about that. And then if you want to start getting off-market leads so you can wholesale properties, buy off-market properties at huge discounts, just like Dan and I do every single week that you've heard us talk about on the various different shows that we've had, you can go to collectingkeyspodcast.com slash free and get our free five-step guide to start generating off-market leads. And uh, that should be able to get you started right away. On top of that, we are doing a bunch of new coaching stuff going into this new year. We are really gonna start ramping up the opportunity that we help other people, the opportunities that we help other people find and the services that we provide to people who want to take their investing seriously. So go to collectingkeyspodcast.com slash store and you can get a basic outline of everything that we provide there. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this Collecting Keys Friday Focus. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.